I ain't a damn thing pretty. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tell gay function with the cornea side. I just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Episode 276 of the Talking Ferraris podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here. Wow, what a start to free agency. Uh, it was pretty slow there, 2 p.m. That's when free agency officially started and teams could talk to any free agents. But for the Padres, it's off to a bang right now. Uh, I am just reacting to news right off the bat here. Uh was not expected to be saying this, but looks like Robert Suarez is going to be a Padre long-term. J.P. Morosi, he's the only one that has reported it, but he's saying that Robert Suarez is in agreement with the Padres on a deal that is one of the largest guarantees in recent memory for a reliever without extensive closing experience could be as many as five years per a source agreement on a multi-year contract that came down about 14 minutes ago that came down after the news after Kevin Acey reported that the Padres and Nick Martinez hadn't reached a deal Nick Martinez was opting out of his Padres contract and according to Dennis Lynn right now Nick Martinez and the Padres are still negotiating on a deal the opt-out was timing related so Martinez was pretty much saying, uh, I have to opt out here. I'm not going to take this money. I know I'm going to get more. I have to opt out. I still want to be with the Padres. That's what it seems like here. Still wants to be with the Padres, still negotiating on a deal here. So we could get some very, very happy news, uh, some very positive news. We could be, I'm already happy with this Suarez move right now, but because uh, that took me by total surprise. I thought the Padres were not going to bring back Robert Suarez. They weren't going to give him this huge guarantee that it seems like that's what they're giving him. I mean, that's what J.P. Morosi of MLB Network is saying here. So we could go from getting the news from AC that Nick Martinez not going to be a Padre for 2023 under that option and he's a free agent, kind of depressing, to we have Robert Suarez locked down for maybe five years, big guarantee contract, and we have Nick Martinez. So welcome to the show here. Just right off the bat, some pretty good news there. I mean, having Robert Suarez back, we don't know the terms. Uh, My Twitter's kind of blowing up right now, so I'm going to be Uh, looking down frequently here, but my initial reaction to Robert Suarez coming back to the Padres, according to John Morosi, um, that's amazing news. I mean, with the Edwin Diaz thing, the five years, $102 million contract, I was sitting here like, okay, well then the Padres, they're not going to overpay for Suarez. They're not, he's not coming back. He's going to get maybe close to what Edwin Diaz did. Um, just because of how good he was last year 
And that's what teams are looking most at. They're looking at how great they were coming into free agency. And so I was like, Padres are not going to keep him. He's going to free agency and a team's going to overpay for him to be the closer. Maybe that's what the Padres have done right now in this situation. Maybe they are, you know, with this largest guarantee. I don't know if it's an overpay. Five years sounds like a lot, though. For Robert Suarez, um, sure, he was arguably the Padres' best reliever, but that's still a lot of years uh, for a reliever. I like having reliever deals to be, you know, two, three years, but if that's what it took, and the Padres were talking with Suarez and his agent, and it was like, well, other teams here are giving him four years, give five, and he's a Padre. Okay, then I can definitely understand why the Padres did that. And Josh Hader, he's the closer for 2023, but I don't think he's going to come back in 2024. Even before this move, I didn't think so, because we all saw the Edwin Diaz move, and we were like, $102 million for Edwin Diaz? What is Hader going to get? Like, Diaz set the market there. Hader's going to get more than that, probably, so enjoy Hader being a Padre in 2023. And I still have that same stance. Uh, but now with Suarez in there, he can be the eighth inning guy for this season, this coming year in 2023, and then just go right into the closer role. Hopefully he pitches well this year. Glosen goes into the closer role for 2024 and beyond. Uh, right now, we don't have any news on like the full length uh, or you know, like the real terms of the deal. Uh, no other Padre reporter or no Padre reporter, like specific Padre reporter is reporting about this Robert Suarez deal. John Morosi is the only one. Jeff Passan hasn't done anything. Rosenthal, Heyman, none of them have done anything. Um, all we have from John Morosi right now is Robert Suarez with the Padres, one of the... Okay, here it is. Here it is. Breaking. Robert Suarez and the Padres are in agreement on a five-year deal worth $46 million. Five years, $46 million. The contract includes an opt-out after three years. All right. There you go. What is 46 divided by five? A little over $15 million a year? $9.2 million a year, opt out after three years. So like I just said, I, I like giving relievers two, three years. Well, maybe it turns into a three-year contract. Or maybe Suarez takes all five because um, maybe he's not as good in 20, what would that be, 2025, to end 2025. But I'm not even thinking about that right now. We have Robert Suarez locked down for this big window of contention, right? This Juan Soto window of contention, obviously this past season, but next year and then 2024, Robert Suarez is going to be one of the high leverage relievers for the Padres both years, you would think. So this is huge, huge news, great news. Uh, and if you're a Padre fan, how can you not be stoked? I mean, $46 million, that is a lot of money. And we saw how that has worked out with, you know, the Drew Pomerantz deal and stuff like that. Let me see here. Drew Pomerantz, I forget what the full contract was, but that's obviously when I think of this contract, I go right to Drew Pomerantz because 
that didn't work out so well. I have a feeling this one's going to work out better because uh, Suarez just had a amazing year. Uh, but like Pomerantz, his base salary this year for 2023 is going to be $8 million. It was $8 million this past season. Suarez, it's fifteen over $15 million a year. So... Or why did I say 15 a year? Sorry, my bad. 9 million, over 9 million a year. My, I can't do math right now. I'm thinking the three years. No. So, like, over $9 million a year, $46 million in total, five years. What a deal. Uh, I was not expecting that today. That's for sure. Yeah, thank you, Daniel, for, direct, for helping me there. Sorry, my brain is – I'm just spinning right now, like, Robert Suarez, a Padre for the next five years, potentially like that is huge. Um, sure. I'd love to bring back Nick Martinez. And as I sit here talking, maybe later here in this episode here, we get this Martinez news because they're talking right now, but Suarez was lights out for the Padres to end this season. I mean, he did not give up a run in the entire month of September. He was great in the postseason, and yeah, he gave up the home run to Bryce Harper but Bryce Harper is a tremendous hitter. He's en route to the Hall of Fame, right? En route to the Hall of Fame. Cooperstown, the plaque, it's it's probably going to be there for him. So, I mean, it's not the end of, it's not the end of the world to give it up to him. Uh, I know that some people thought Hayter should have been in the game, but you can't think about that right now about Robert Suarez and this contract. Like you have to be excited about this contract because you knew excluding this Harper home run, he was tremendous for the Padres the rest of the time, pretty much when it mattered most. Um, so, you know, the jams that he got out in that Dodger series, like he showed the Padres, this is probably why they were willing to give him this money. He showed the Padres, he can get out of those jams. He can go into those high leverage situations against the Dodgers in the biggest games of the year and get out of those situations. Um, closer for 2024. That's what it would seem like. I don't think Hayter's going to come back after this season, especially after this contract. But I was not expecting Robert Suarez to be a Padre next season. So uh, here's Dennis Lynn. Oh, Kevin Acey. Padres appear to have locked up their closer of the future. As John Morosi reported, they have agreed to a contract with Robert Suarez. Let me read the rest of the tweet here. Morosi reports deal is worth $46 million over five years. Um, yep, opt out after year three is what Dennis Lynn is saying. Deal is pending a physical. Well, this is kind of stunning. Um, first day of free agency, I was not expecting this. You thought that there, I'm sure there was a strong market for Suarez. I mean, he got five years, but uh, first day, I thought it would take a little bit. But no, AJ and Seidler was like, was like, no, I'm not waiting for this. We are getting him. Uh, Seidler kicked it into Steve Cohen mode. You know, Cohen gave 102 million to Diaz. This is what Seidler did. He was like, screw it. Who cares about how he looks in 2026? I'm going for right now. We're trying to win right now. And Robert Swords is one of the best relievers in baseball. So I'm going to go out and get him. So props. 
props to Peter Seidler and for AJ to go out and do that. I have no idea where AJ is, if he's still in Vegas. The GM meetings, the last day of them were today, so maybe he's still there. I don't know where Peter Seidler is. I don't know where Robert Suarez is, but they were able to work through this here. Uh, and remember, these last five days, the Padres had exclusive negotiating rights with Robert Suarez and with all their free agents. So they were probably hammering out a deal. Preller was talking to the media yesterday. Didn't mention anything about that. Um, I think he mentioned Suarez and like wanting to bring him back. And he said, yeah, he said yesterday about him and Profar, Suarez and Profar, he sees them as, as a part of the Padres' future. But that was kind of like, yeah, we expect him to say that. I was not expecting Suarez to be back. I thought they were going to go get Nick Martinez. Uh, but I was not expecting a five-year contract. That That is just uh, really, really surprising. Um, let me get some thoughts here from you guys, from the comments. And then as there's more breaking news, I'll talk about that. Uh, again, it's the start of free agency, so maybe it's wild around baseball or maybe it's not. Who knows? If you want to make sure I get to your comment, you can use that Super Chat button. I appreciate the support there. Uh, let's start with uh, Daniel here. He says he was excellent in Asian ball for a long time. Now he has proven himself in the big leagues. Sure, F it. Give him a long deal. I mean, that's what Seidler's doing right now. He's like, all right, well, I don't care how he looks in four or five years. If he has to not opt out and because he's bad in year three, all right, well, I want Robert Suarez for next season. I want him for 2024. And if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. And that's what Peter Seidler did right now. Uh, yeah, good comment here by KJ. At least we'll be secured if we don't bring Hater back. Yep, Hater. I don't expect him to be back, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Gabe, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I'm looking at it right now. It's not my money. I'm looking at Suarez and what he can give to the Padres for 2023 and 2024 when Juan Soto's a Padre and guaranteed to be a Padre. So, um, yeah, 2270 RA this past season, high leverage guy. How can you not be excited about this move? Good point here by Daniel, maybe. He says, I wonder if Preller backloaded that contract and if Suarez just lights out this season. Uh, yeah, oof. Maybe Preller did backload it, but that does not matter for the luxury tax salary. Just so you know, the luxury tax salary, it's based on the AAV. So that's where the Padres, I believe, I think last year they got screwed with it with something like because I think it might have been with Tatis. Like his AAV was um, maybe bigger than what Padre fans thought it was going to be because. Tatis, that extension hadn't kicked in yet, I don't think, or at least the big money, but that doesn't matter. It's about the AAV. It's not about how much they're being paid in a specific season. I don't know what the backloading does because what team should be worried about is the AAV, you know? So I, I, at least I think I'm right on that, that it's based on average annual value. It's not based on what the team is actually paying them that year for the luxury tax. So that's what we should be concerned about. So um, it's a $9.2 million AAV. Five years, what was it? What did I say? $46 million? Yeah, $46 million. 
I think you got to love the move. Uh, yeah, Gabe says here we still could get Martinez. Yeah, we still should. Uh, I think we still should go. If you're giving Suarez $46 million five years, like you're going for it here, obviously, and you're willing to spend money, that whole $25 million of room, maybe that's still there that AC was talking about the other day. Uh, but they're giving a bunch of money to a reliever, so they're not going to go spend on a power bat. They're not going to finish a deal with Nick Martinez when it seems like both sides are still talking. I find that hard to believe. I think Martinez is going to be a Padre. And having Suarez here, like those are two big uh, – not additions, just two big holes that the Padres refill. They're back with the Padres. Um, players, okay, so here, hang on. Here's some more Padres stuff. So Austin Adams, the Padres announced today, he is a free agent. So they're not, I think they non-tendered him for that to happen. Pedro Avila's contract was selected, so I think that means he's on the 40-man. Um and Martinez obviously opted out of the $6.5 million player option, uh, and he is a free agent. And seems like the Padres are talking with him right now, having discussions with him about a uh, potential new contract. It would not be an extension. It would be just a new contract, just like this Robert Suarez thing is a new contract. Um Earlier today, around that 2 o'clock deadline, the qualifying offers happened. So the qualifying offer this year was $19.65 million. And there were actually some surprises there, to be honest. Hang on one second here. Let me check Twitter real quick. I saw something. Oh, uh, guess no. Sorry, that was just another news thing. Okay, so players received quali qualifying offers today: Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Jacob Degrom, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Rodon, Brandon Nimmo, Wilson Contreras, Chris Bassett, Anthony Rizzo, Tyler Anderson, Martin Perez, Jock Peterson, and Nathan Avaldi. I was surprised by some of these names. I know we know Judge was going to get one. We knew Turner was going to get one. Sander, Degrom, uh, Swanson, Rodon, Nimmo, Contreras, Bassett, Rizzo, but then like Tyler Anderson got one. So that's probably the uh, the Dodgers. Like eh, I don't think he's going to. They don't think he's probably going to come back. So they want at least on that one year deal. So they want something for him. And even if he does come back, they're willing to take that risk. Martin Perez, the Rangers are going for it there. Uh, Jock Peterson was one I was surprised by. I think the Padres would have been interested in Jock Peterson. He could decline the qualifying offer and now um, be a free agent. You know, go be a free agent and he could sign with the Padres. But for Jock, the way that he ended that year, I was thinking Jock could be like a one-year $10 million guy or maybe less than that even. But $19.65 million for one year, like I'd really think about that if I was Jock Peterson with the Giants. And I can go rebuild my value and be on a contending team, or maybe a contending team, who knows? They're going to spend money this offseason. 
they're definitely going to be in the judge talks. So I was surprised that the Giants gave that to him. If I was Jock, though, I would probably jump at that. And so maybe that's one less outfielder on the board for the Padres. Um, I think for me, it's kind of we're just waiting probably for Profar. Like, what is his market really? Uh, we already have a surprise here with Robert Suarez going with the Padres and signing with the Padres here for uh, five years on the first day of free agency. Wasn't expecting that. So maybe the Padres go for Profar and they just try to bring back a lot of guys. Maybe they bring back Profar and that's the same outfield. And the only change that they make is maybe a small name guys in the bullpen and they go get a power bat. Like you, because Tatis is coming back already power bat. There's another one that you throw in the lineup, right? So maybe they want, they only think they need maybe one other power bat first base or DH. They bring back Profar and you know, you can settle that situation that way. Uh, but really, really interesting stuff. If the Padres want to sign anyone on those qualifying offers, so if they're interested in Rodon or in Contreras, I, I doubt it, or Bassett, Rizzo is one that they're probably interested in, uh, Jock, they would have to give up two draft picks and a million dollars in international bonus pool money. The Padres are not going to do that for Jock Peterson. Uh, I don't think they would do that for Anthony Rizzo over a guy like Jose Abreu. There was a, a uh, report out, by the way, today by John Heyman that says the White Sox are planning on moving uh, Andrew Vaughn to his regular position at first base. Likelihood seems to be Abreu will go to a new team. I, I like the Padres as a fit there. I mean, you're trying to win right now. It's not my money. Go get Jose Abreu as another power bat, and he's your first base DH guy. Maybe you bring back Will on a you know one-year really low salary if he wants to you know run it back again this year if the interest isn't as great as he thought it was or you bring back jury on a one-year deal and i think the offense starts to look really really good um but obviously getting back to nick martinez and robert suarez here if you guys are just tuning in here thank you so much for coming on in uh robert suarez is a padre five years 46 million dollars that is what is being reported. J.P. Morosi was first on that, and then you had other uh, reporters confirm it. I'm surprised by it. First year, first day of free agency, and now you already have a closer for 2024. You already have Robert Suarez locked in as a high-leverage reliever with Josh Hader for 2023. And it looks like Ron Soto just won the Silver Slugger. Is that right? Yeah, Silver Slugger winner. So Gold Glove finalist for Soto. I didn't agree on that. He just won the Silver Slugger Award for right fielders in the National League. I just saw that come up on the Padres Twitter. So, all right. So a lot of good news coming here. I mean, that doesn't, the Silver Slugger doesn't mean anything towards uh, next year. Maybe it increases his contract. I mean, Boris is going to want $500 million for Soto anyway in an extension. But there's some news. Congratulations to Juan Soto for winning the Silver Slugger in right field. Uh, and that he won the Silver Slugger in right field with 
a down year. Like, remember the big slump that he was on with the Padres or that he was in with the Padres, like the biggest slump of his career? He still won the Silver Slugger. I mean, imagine this coming season. I cannot wait to see Juan Soto with the Padres this coming season where there's not going to be the, sh- the big shifts and he's not going to be hitting line drive rockets into right field and it's an out. That's Those are going to be hits. So his average, I think, is going to increase significantly. His offensive numbers are going to increase significantly. And who knows what position he's going to play? We don't know. I mean, you think right field, but if they don't bring back Profar, if they want Tatis to be in the outfield, then maybe it's Soto in left, and you have Tatis in right and Grisham in center. Um, look, there again, there's so many things that we can toss around here, uh, and I'm sure that this chat is very excited right now. Uh, so let me get to some of you guys here. I appreciate you for being here. Um, good point here, or I think this is right. Justin says Pomerantz is also off the books next year. Let me double-check that. 2020, yeah, 2023 is his last year on his deal. $8 million base salary this year. All right. Wow. So that also probably went into the Padres' thoughts, right? They, they were probably thinking about that. Us fans, we're trying to win right now. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's a good point by Justin about Pomerantz off the books. So, yeah, you can just replace Pomerantz's salary with Robert Suarez and kind of. Suarez, it's nine, uh, about $9 million a year, $8 million for Pomerantz. Just replace that, and there you go. So that's not that big of a hit, you would think, for the Padres. You wouldn't think for the Padres next year. Um, yeah, I'll get to DeGrom. I see in the comments here about DeGrom. That's in the title. So, yeah, uh, there was uh, Stephen Woods, Woodsy for from Ben and Woods. He uh, – said that this morning that definitely caught my attention so we can talk about that i think that's kind of getting uh into fantasy land but i mean that's aj preller right he's the one that has started this padres twitter stuff about everyone bringing up all these different scenarios and these outrageous situations like if i were here telling you a few years ago that we would have musgrove darvish snell soto manny tatis Suarez hater like would you believe me probably not you'd think I was an idiot so um I guess everything is possible with AJ so yeah we will get to that obviously a lot of the focus here to start was on Suarez and Martinez again Martinez he is a free agent uh has not heard any news about an agreement with the Padres but the opt-out according to reports that was just timing wise like he had to opt out by two o'clock and it seems like they're still in discussions they are still uh trying to restructure a deal um all right i was gonna start kind of with preller speaking to the media yesterday on this show but obviously the martinez and suarez stuff kind of totally changed that changed that um but i can talk about that now so while we wait for maybe more breaking news, uh, again, Soto just won the Silver Slugger, so congratulations to him. Hopefully Manny wins third base. I'm not watching that show, so maybe that's already been unveiled and it's Aaron Otto or someone. Uh, but let's get to Preller here. He spoke to the media yesterday. This was after I had yesterday's show. I guess he was late to his media scrum, so I didn't react to that. So I wanted to talk about that now. 
Uh, I posted a lot of the um, clips and stuff on social medias at Talking Friars on Twitter. So if you want to go look at that, you can just scroll down and you'll find them. The main points here, Josh Bell, by the way, just one silver slugger for what position was that? First base? The Padres just tweeted that. So I'm, I'm just literally reacting to what is happening right now. Josh Bell, silver slugger. It doesn't say what position. I'm guessing that's for, or maybe it's DH. DH maybe. So Soto and Bell, silver slugger award winners, huh? All right. And that's with Josh Bell going one for 30 at one point with the Padres here. So congratulations to both of those guys. But so getting back to Preller here, the main points, uh, he said Tatis is in the Dominican Republic right now where there's supervision. That got a lot of attention on social media. Like, oh, Fernando needs supervision. I'm, I think that was overblown a little bit. I don't think they're supervising him like 24-7. They don't have cameras on him and stuff. But they have like therapists there if he needs any work done. Uh, and he's constantly communicating with the Padres, um, like texting and communicating with probably Preller and other guys in the Padres organization about what he's up to. I think Soto's in the DR right now. I think Campy's in the DR right now with winter ball. So he has some teammates there. I think, yeah, of course, there should be some supervision there. Uh because the Padres have a Dominican, I think, facility there. So in the Dominican Republic, they have a facility there. So, of course, there should be supervision. I think that was a little over-talked about there. I don't think that's that big of a deal. There were some people saying, well, Tati should be with the Padres in San Diego. Why is he in the Dominican? I thought he was supposed to be here. Well, he's going to be in San Diego for the majority of the offseason. He's probably just going back there now. Uh, to spend some time with family, and then he'll be in San Diego for the majority of the offseason and probably go into Petco Park. Uh, I don't know when, but probably almost close to daily and working with people there. That's what seems like the plan is, so I, I don't think you, we need to overreact to that. Uh, Drury also, I just saw in the chat here, Drury also Silver Slugger. Util they're giving a Silver Slugger to the utility guys? Wow. Padres are just raking in awards right now. Bell already has one. Soto already has one. And if that's right in the chat, Brandon Drury, Utility National League. Padres probably have to make a graphic for it. Or maybe they weren't prepared uh, and they weren't expecting Drury to win one. But the back end of the bullpen looks pretty set right now. Just getting back to that real quick. I mean, just Suarez, elite arm, huge, huge move. And Tatis, getting back to Tatis, joining this team in 2023. It's shaping up to be a complete team. Uh, obviously, it's the beginning of the offseason, and we, we hope that it's complete by spring training. But all signs point towards um, it being complete. I mean, Seidler and Preller, they're going to spend money this offseason. If, if that's what we're getting from, or if that's what I'm taking from the Suarez move, and the Padres are communicating with Nick Martinez still, um, we might be having a very entertaining offseason here. A great first day, that's for sure. Preller, uh, more on Tatis. Haven't really thought about if Tatis is going to play left field or right field. 
isn't a surprise. He's not going to go tell the media, oh, yeah, we think he's going to play a corner. We're not going to bring back Profar. We're going to put Tatis in right field and Soto in left. Even if they did think about that, they're not going to tell the media that. So that was not a surprise. Uh, I think that's something they're going to talk about, though. Yeah, Padres just tweeted Brandon Jury Silver Slugger Award. Wow. So congratulations to all three of those guys now. I guess they're giving them out to utility guys now. Interesting. Um, he also said Tatis is expected to resume baseball activities in January if all things go well. Uh, if he starts um, in early January, the baseball activity, then he should be ready to go on the field with the team by the beginning of spring training. So hoping, fingers crossed, that everything is all good, that all the checkups go well, and Fernando can return to baseball activities in early January, and then you'll be good to go for spring training, and he could play in some minor league games during the suspension. I believe he's allowed to, and he can play in spring training games as well because that's not part of his suspension. Um, and he'll be ready to go. Hopefully he's healthy, ready to go by April 20th. So Preller gave some good news there about Tatis and obviously like the character stuff. He's trying to get ready to prove people wrong. And he knows he has to, he knows that there's doubters uh, and he's taking all the right steps is what it seems like to um, gaining fans trust back and gaining teammates trust back. I'm sure there's some teammates in there that don't, fully trust him. Um, but yeah, he, he's taken all the right steps with the surgeries, the apology, um, constantly communicating with the Padres, which is something that he didn't do. Obviously, um, these last year, couple, couple years, probably last year or so. So that's all encouraging. Uh, and then also on a Darvish extension, Preller said that there's mutual interest. Um, so that is good news. Uh, I, I think you would think at some point they're going to stop spending money, but you do need a rotation. We know, we saw that this postseason. You need a full rotation, uh, or at least probably a top strong four in a rotation if you want to have success in the postseason. You look at the Astros, they had Verlander, they had Framer Valdez, they had Christian Javier, they had Lance McCullers, right? You look at the Phillies, they had Wheeler, they had Nola, uh, they had, Fr uh, not Framer, Ranger Suarez, who pitched really well. And then they had Syndergaard, who kept them in games uh, sometimes. And they had a strong bullpen, obviously. So the Padres need that if they want to, you know, contend and be serious about winning the World Series in future years. So I do hope they get an extension done with Darvish. Darvish is probably set for life money-wise. So maybe he takes a team-friendly deal if he really wants to be with the Padres. Uh, but who knows? His agent probably doesn't want that to happen, obviously. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty much what AJ said to the media yesterday of note. Um, a lot of the other stuff was, we'll see what happens, see what happens in the next six to eight weeks. We'll have conversations with players about stuff. Has not talked to Jake Cronenworth about playing first base. Dennis Lynn did write, I think it was yesterday, last night. One idea that has been kicked around by the Padres is deploying Fernando at second base and having Hassan Kim play short, his best defensive position, having Cronenworth play first. And I assume that would happen if they don't go get like a Jose Abreu. They don't go get that power bat. Um, 
that's kind of, I mean, maybe sometimes they do that if they do get a power bat and they want a Brayu or someone to DH. Again, a Bray, I'm just throwing about out a Brayu. He's not a like shoe in to be a Padre. I'm just throwing it out there. A power hitting first baseman, if they don't go out and get one, then maybe they would have Cronenworth at first, Tatis at second, Kim at short, Manny at third. If that does happen, personally, I don't see that happen. I just don't see that happening. Um, but if it does happen, that's one heck of an infield defense. I mean, Crony, we know he has range. We know Tatis has range. We know Kim has range, gold glove finalist. And we know Manny is the best third baseman in baseball, in my view, and probably a lot of your guys' views as Padre fans. So good luck getting the ball through there. There might not be a shift, but good luck getting the ball through the left side. Good luck getting the ball through the right side. Um, that would be a great defense, I would think. Uh, but Cronenworth's best position is second base. Tatis probably wants to play shortstop. And I think it's probably going to be easier for the Padres to find power at first base in free agency than or, or in trades as well than it would be for corner outfield, for like a left fielder. And what I, So what I mean is they go get a power bat at first or D8s. So there's more options there. You put Tatis in the outfield if you still want Kim playing. You get Crony still at second base, his most familiar infield position, the best or the position he's probably best at. And you have Tatis putting power into the outfield. Along with Soto, without the shifts, he's going to be better, and you hope Grish can be better in center. That's that's appealing to me uh, if they don't bring back Profar. And again, you add a power bat. like That's having a power bat at first, having rotational DH. I don't think they're going to go get a you know, a J.D. Martinez or someone like that, someone who only is a D.H. because then you're restricting yourself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, having a lineup of power bat at first, Crony, Kim, Manny, Tatis, Soto, Grisham, Nola, like that's that's pretty dang solid. And then the back end of the bullpen, obviously now, with Suarez and Hayter for 2023. And uh, we'll see what they get. Out of Drew Pomeranz, you have Luis Garcia as the seventh inning guy. He's under contract for this year. And you have a top three already in the rotation of Musgrove and Darvish and Snell. Not in that order, but you, those top three guys. This team's shaping up to be another World Series contender. I think they will be a World Series contender. I don't think they are. I mean, we saw this year that you don't have to win the division to go far. Uh, you can win 87 games and get it. Maybe not this next season, but you don't have to win the division to go far in the postseason. Padres proved that this year. Phillies proved that this year. Um, so I think they're trying to build their best team possible for the postseason, and that team should be able to get through the regular season. And then you play your chances in the postseason, and you hope that those guys – are firing like they did most of this postseason. You know, the wildcard series, the division series, hopefully those guys are firing in all cylinders uh, for the postseason. That's what matters. Just get in. And I think that's what a lot of teams' approaches are. So I think you could see a lot of activity in Major League Baseball this offseason because there's going to be teams like the Orioles that are going to be like, well, let's spend some money here. Let's just get in, see what happens. Uh, the Red Sox probably don't want to you know, miss the playoffs again this year, right? You see the Mariners, they want to take steps forward. Um, 
in the National League, the Phillies are going to want to continue to build. The Mets are not going to want to be out in the wild card series again. They're going to add, you'd think. Uh, the Braves are always good, right? They have Swanson as a free agent. The Dodgers, we know they're going to be active. Justin Turner, he is a free agent right now. The Dodgers did not bring him back on a club option. If you're interested in that situation, uh, th there's a lot of teams. The Brewers are going to be there. Cardinals are going to be contending, you would think. There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be like, let's improve this offseason and just get in this next season and see what happens. Uh, it's going to be, I think the National League is going to be deeper than the American League, but I'm saying this at the beginning of free agency, not knowing what moves are going to be made, obviously. Um, no updates yet, nothing else on Twitter. Uh, just taking a deep breath here. I've been talking for a little bit. Um, Dennis Lynn also said yesterday the Padres are expected to non-tender Jorge Alfaro. Uh, Austin Adams, obviously he's not on the roster anymore. Talked about that briefly earlier. Um, Alfaro, I mean, I thought that they could trade Alfaro. Like, a likely non-tender candidate. Okay, so is there not a market for Jorge Alfaro out there? There are teams like the Tigers and the Cubs and the Cardinals. There's probably other teams as well that are probably interested in Alfaro to some degree. Wouldn't you want to get something back for him instead of just not giving him a contract? So maybe they do trade him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they non-tender him uh, because he's just not going to be on, on the roster in 2023. So I'm not going to be surprised. Whatever they do, I guess I was more surprised that he's expected to be a non-tender candidate than he's expected to be traded. I, I still think that Alfaro would have a market for a draft pick or a prospect or something, maybe a low reliever, something, but I guess I guess not. Um, there are teams out there. I guess those teams that are out there, Brewers might be another team. They're probably like, oh, make the Padres non-tender this guy so we can go get him for nothing. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was something there from Dennis Lynn. Um. AC said today that a source told him that it's highly unlikely Pierce Johnson, or it's highly likely, excuse me, that Pierce Johnson signs elsewhere. So I don't think that's the end of the world. Uh, I talked to Pierce Johnson's agent earlier this season, John Boggs, and he was going to go to free agency. What I got from John when I was talking to him, I thought that Pierce would be open to going back to the Padres. He probably is open, but maybe the Padres have had those conversations already with Pierce, and they're like, we're giving Pierce, Robert Suarez a bunch of money here. We're going to bring back Nick Martinez, and we might not have $7 million to give you this year, or whatever you think you're worth. After the injuries in 2022, we don't want to give you that much money, or at least guaranteed. So maybe hey, if Pierce Johnson goes to another team, Good luck to him. Uh, I thought he was pretty good with the Padres. I think his ERA was at around three. Uh, but Preller has shown the ability to fill that hole somewhere else. Fill that fill that hole with something else is what I mean to say. So I don't think that's the end of the world, just like I don't think it's the end of the world that uh, Austin Adams is not here anymore. Um, 
you know, they have Morahone. Hopefully he can stay healthy. They have Pomerantz coming back. I, I, I'm hesitant to bank on Pomerantz coming back, but it is a possibility that he can stay healthy. Um, he is coming back. He should be ready for spring training. The question, obviously, is health. Uh, John Heyman, kind of late on this. I've been talking about this for 40-plus minutes. He's just talking about now. Uh, Robert Suarez has a deal to go back with the Padres five years, as merged as a surprise star last year. Uh, so he's just getting to the Suarez news. But yeah, five years, $46 million, and opt out after three years. If you're just tuning in, feel free to keep putting in the chat your thoughts on Suarez, your thoughts on the Padres offseason. Uh, I will get to the chat right now in a few seconds here. First, let's talk about Gaglion Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Great sponsor to the show. I recommend you check them out. Gaglionbros.com is the website. Great cheesesteaks, fries, cheese fries. Great stuff over there. Uh, main location is on Friars Road. They're located inside Petco Park, inside Snapdragon Stadium when events are held there. Um, so feel free to check those guys out. Again, gaglionbros.com is the website. There's contact information there, addresses, all that stuff. Um, all right. Getting back to the chat here. I appreciate the super chats. I do see them rolling in here. If you want to make sure I get to your comment, there is a lot here today with this exciting Suarez news and the start to the free uh, free agency season. Use that super chat button. Uh, Solo Dolo says, feel like they are aiming for a six-man rotation. I, I don't think so. Maybe at some point during the season, maybe it's at the start, they go with six a six-man like they did last year. But I think they went with the six-man last year because they had an abundance of starting pitchers that they thought could like actually help them every day. They wanted Mackenzie Gore in the rotation. They Once Clev came back, they wanted him pitching games. They wanted him starting. This year, it's going to be determined. Like You have Musgrove, Darvish, Snell. Hopefully you have Martinez back as your four. And who do they bring back after that? Do they bring in someone on a minor league invite along with a five starter? Uh, maybe that guy on the minor league deal moves to the bullpen. I don't think they go to a six man like for a majority of the season. It could happen at some point during the season, maybe to start the year just to keep guys fresh. They did have some success with that last year, but I don't see I don't see them doing that like the Angels do it full time. I believe they do it full time with Otani. I don't see that happening. I, I think I think Darvish and Musgrove, they like pitching every five days and Snell, you know. Sure, they like the extra off day, but I don't think that they want a six man the whole year. Yeah, you're right, Zolodolo. Preller mentioned how the, the six man helped keep the team healthy through the season. Yeah, it did. I think that did play a part in it. But they're not going to bring back Clevenger and Manaya probably this year. Or I hope not. Um, Gore's not going to be here. Like, are they going to bring in Reese Kinnear to be a six starter? Or are they going to, like, who are they? Is Jay Groom going to be the six starter? I think they want to go with their best starters. If Groom's not really one of their actually best starters, like, I'm, my point is, I don't think they're going to try to force a six man rotation. 
Eric says, thoughts on re-signing Josh Bell if we can't sign Abreu? I'd be open to it, but I think you're going to have to commit to him for like three, four years, where Abreu would probably be like two years, $17 million a year. That would be my thoughts on that. L.A. Suckers says, I, would, I want Aaron Judge on the Padres the most. Well, if you want Juan Soto, that's not going to happen. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, hopefully, let's just hope he doesn't go to the Giants, right? Solodola says, imagine Darvish, Rodon, Musgrove, Snell. Yeah, that would be great. Um, kind of like a Robert Suarez situation where you don't know about starters for 2024 and beyond. So if you want to lock up Rodon so that he is a starter long term, uh, yeah, maybe they do that. Uh, I, I think that's a long shot, though. I think there's going to be other teams like the Rangers who would be willing to give Rodon more years, more money per year. Uh, the Padres, like they're going for it this year. They, they need to fill those holes for this year. One of those holes for this year was Robert Suarez, that eighth inning, uh, or at least another high leverage arm. So they filled that this year and they filled another hole for years to come. Like, you know, the closer role. Alex, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate that. Says let AJ cook. I think he's just getting started to be honest. Well, yeah, it's the start of the off season. Um, AJ, he doesn't sleep. He goes to bed talking to scouts at 2.30 in the morning, wakes up at 5.30 in the morning. Like, that's just what he does. Uh, he is just starting. You're going to see more rumors, obviously. It's it's the start of free agency. He's probably talking with Nick Martinez right now or his agent uh, and trying to hammer that out. And then he's going to go be talking to a lot of different free agents, a lot of different players on any, every team. He's going to check in uh, with teams, and he's going to check in with, those free agents from those teams with uh, with a lot of guys. He he kicks the tires on everyone. Um, even the, the the guys that sound insane, he kicks the tires on those guys. Um, one of those guys, probably Jacob Degrom, and that leads me to the next topic here. I'll, I'll get to the chat. Don't worry about that. I will get to the chat and finish with the chat. But I thought Stephen Woods here. Ben and Woods, he said something interesting today. He reported on Ben and Woods this morning. He had heard from a source that would be in the know that the Padres are interested in Kodai Senga, Pierce Johnson, Jacob DeGrom, and Trevor Williams. Here is that audio from Ben and Woods this morning. I got this from a guy that uh, is in the know. And so I, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to share it with you because these are interesting names. Obviously, the first one is uh, no stranger to the San Diego Padres. That's Pierce Johnson. The other one is the guy from Japan, Kodai Senga. The last two are a bit of a surprise. Trevor Williams and Jacob DeGrom. Wow. Is uh, two names that the Padres are interested in. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. How do you feel about that? I feel great about it. Listen to Ben and Woods. There you go. I feel great about it. I agree with Woodsy there. I feel great about it. Being involved in DeGrom, I mean, creates content for me, definitely. Uh, but I think personally for DeGrom, obviously that's the name we all immediately go to with that. I don't think Woodsy's a guy that would just say that just to you know, generate attention. Like, DeGrom is out there. I think the Padres, know it's A.J. Preller. He's going to 
contact DeGrom's representation and see how much he wants, how much he wants to be on a contender. The Padres are going to be contending in 2023 and see what could happen there. I could see short-term, ridiculously high AAV and Peter Seiler just say, just pretty much be like, F it. Let's go get him. Um, I, I think it's a long shot, but I could see it because it's AJ Preller as the GM. It's Peter Seidler as the owner of this team. The guy that said a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I kind of like spending money. Can't take it with you. I know DeGrom would be ridiculously expensive if I can talk. I'm so excited about this. I don't think it's going to happen, but I can see it because of the people that we have running the team. I could see it. I don't think it's going to happen. It would have to be like two years, three years, $40, $50 million a year. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. $45, $50 million. He probably wants to break. Max Scherzer's AAV, which was like $43 million last offseason because he's closer to his prime. The baseball world probably thinks he's the better pitcher. Um, I also think it's a long shot, though, because, you know, Steve Cohen, he's like Seidler, maybe even more than Seidler. I'm going to go spend money. He just spent $100-plus million on Edwin Diaz for five years. The Padres spent half that, right? They spent $46 million on Suarez. Um, for five years. So he's ridiculous with that, you know? Um, so I think that the odds are Steve Cohen goes nuts and does whatever it takes to keep DeGrom or a team like the Rangers goes and gets him. I don't think he's going to be a Padre, but Woodsy would not throw something out there just to generate attention. I trust that the person that he got that from is someone in the know and is feeding him at least somewhat accurate information that the Padres are interested in DeGrom. But, I mean, you could also be like, Ben, well, interested in DeGrom. Sure, all 30 teams are interested in DeGrom. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. I truly think that, like, interested in DeGrom in terms of, like, money-wise, they could be interested. Early on, I think they will be interested. I think later in the offseason, as it goes on, if he doesn't sign early, then they could, you know, kind of back off that and then go get back in starting help and maybe spend money on the power bat. But obviously, it's something to talk about. It's obviously something to fantasize about because, again, A.J. Preller, Peter Seiler are the people running the team. Picture DeGrom. Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, and maybe Martinez. Like as your five, you have Suarez and Hader in the back end of the bullpen. Maybe if he absolutely goes nuts, and look, this isn't happening. Again, all of this stuff is not going to happen, but he goes absolutely nuts and we fantasize and we can go Abreu at first, Crony at second, Kim at short, uh, Manny at third, Tatis in right, Soto in left, Grisham in center, and you have Nola behind the plate. And you obviously have great coaching staff. I mean, there's going to be some people saying Padres for the World Series if that happens, right? Maybe not just some, but a lot. Again, I don't see that happening. But Alex here, again, with that super chat a few minutes ago, talking about let AJ cook. He's going to kick the tires on everyone. Uh, about Trevor Williams, 
I could see that happening. Minor league invite or maybe a one-year deal. Um, $5 million. I don't know what it would cost. I'm just throwing out a number there. If the Padres literally can't get a five-starter and it's the end of the offseason, Trevor Williams, San Diego kid, I believe he went to Grossmont, uh, Grossmont High, and you bring him in, I would not be opposed to that. I thought he, I, I believe he pitched pretty well when DeGrom was not pitching last year for the Mets. Uh, Pierce Johnson, AC reported today that it's highly likely he goes elsewhere. After the Suarez deal, I could see that. I could see why. Um, you know, the Padres maybe not wanting to meet Pierce Johnson's ask, or maybe there's a bigger demand uh, than what the Padres thought. So I, I could see that, and I think that's realistic that he goes somewhere else. I would welcome him back. I thought he pitched well for the Padres when he was healthy. He just didn't stay healthy um, for a long period of time last year, right? Uh, and then, so that was, oh, okay, Kodai Senga was another guy. Um, Kodai Senga, there's going to be, I don't view it at like DeGrom. Like in terms of money, he's obviously not going to get the money DeGrom's going to get. But in terms of interest, of course, all 30 teams are interested in DeGrom. It could be close to that for Kodai Senga. I mean, if this guy is going to get $15 million a year, or at least that's what people were predicting, you know, Jim Bowden's of the world or Keith Law or other people I saw, it's around like $15 million a year, a good four or five starter, maybe a three starter. Um, if it's a three starter, maybe it's more money. But for that, yeah, there's going to be every contending team in the league. The Mariners have been already mentioned. The Blue Jays. A lot of teams are going to be interested in Kodai Senga. So I don't think the Padres end up with him. But the Padres are, I definitely see that. I, I, I definitely agree with Woodsy or whoever Woodsy spoke to. I definitely agree that the Padres are interested in Kodai Senga. Um, I think Senga looking up to Darvish, that obviously is a connection, right? The success the Padres have had at pulling players from the Nippon Professional Baseball League. I think Kim played there. Um, so in terms of fit, yeah, he fits the Padres, but I'm sure there's a bunch of other fan bases that are like, yeah, Kodai Senga, bring him here, bring him to Texas, bring him to Seattle, bring him to New York if they don't bring back like Bassett and stuff. You know, like I'm sure there's a bunch of fan bases that think Senga fits them too. So I don't think they would bring him back, but getting back to the four names, Pierce Johnson, I see the Padres. Yeah, they could be interested in him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's been solid being healthy. I don't see him coming back according to, or if I'm looking into what AC said. Uh, Kodai Senga probably goes elsewhere. There's a lot of interest. Trevor Williams, okay, that's realistic. DeGrom, that's, fan that's definitely fantasy world, I think. Uh, but I can't rule it out. I, I'm not going to sit here and rule out Jacob DeGrom. I'll say that. Um, I will sit here and rule out Aaron Judge. Like, I'll rule him out. I'll rule out probably Trey Turner. Uh, I'll rule out Carlos Correa. But a guy like DeGrom, I mean, when there's reports out and everyone's saying starting pitching is the number one priority, what is DeGrom? A starting pitcher. They, But, look, that is just... That, that's a literal dream. That's a pipe dream. Because you'd have to give up, a, well, you'd have to give him a bunch of money 
And then you'd have to give up two draft picks, a million dollars in international bonus pool money. And I don't think the Potters would be willing to do that with DeGrom if he wants to come here. But that would be, you know, maybe $50 million a year for like three years, like a lot of money. And then you're giving up stuff on top of that when you have elite starting pitching at the top of the rotation. Any all you know anyway, uh, it would be cheaper to sign Darvish to an extension. You got to look at you know Soto. You do have that extension that you want to get done, five hundred million dollars. So at some point, you think unless we want to be paying, unless my parent wants to be, my parents want to be paying, and you guys want to be paying uh, thirty dollars for beers at Petco Park. Um, you know, you think that it has to stop somewhere, right? So that was that on DeGrom. Talked about Tatis and possible second base. I, I don't think that – I think it's more likely Tatis moves to the outfield than he be at second base. I just don't see that. But maybe that's just me. John Jay, this is not Padres, but former Padre John Jay is joining – former Padres Skip Schumacher's coaching staff with the Miami Marlins. Interesting. So John Jay is, he's going to be the first base coach, first base and outfield coach. That makes sense. Here's a, here's a good tweet by Mike Petriello here. MLB.com says without Diaz and Suarez, the reliever market is an absolute catastrophe. There's a few guys who can help, but most of the big names are in their mid thirties now. Yep. Suarez is like 31, right? So Padres and Mets, they have the two most aggressive owners in baseball, probably, I I would think, Cohen and Seidler. They went out, got the relievers. They said, F it, don't care what happens a few years from now. They're going for it right now. They want to pay for those relievers, pay that money for what they're going to produce for them in 2023, 2024. And they got rewarded. They got those guys. Um, The full list of Silver Slugger Awards is out. National League, I'll, I'll get to here in a sec. American League, first base, Nathaniel Lowe. Second base, Altuve, shortstop, Bogarts, free agent, Ramirez, Jose Ramirez, Guardians, Aaron Judge, Julio Rodriguez, and Mike Trout for the outfield. Alejandro Kirk, catcher for the Blue Jays. He won the catcher for the AL. Jordan Alvarez, DH for the Astros. And Luisa Rice won the utility silver slugger for the American League. National League, as you would expect, Paul Goldschmidt at first, Jeff McNeil at second base, Trey Turner at shortstop. It was Aaron Otto. I saw someone in the chat asked about that. It was Aaron Otto who won the third base silver slugger. Uh, so not Manny there. Mookie Betts, Kyle Schwarber, and Soto in the outfield. That's one of three Padres who won a silver slugger. Remuto at catcher, our own Josh Bell, well, at least for 2022, Josh Bell, DH, and Brandon Drury, utility. I'd be open to bringing back both of those guys, maybe not both, like, at the same time. Uh, don't know money-wise what that would cost, but I'd be open to bringing back one of those guys if they're going to be a part-time platoon guy, uh, if that's what the Padres decide. I'd probably rather have Drury because it's shorter term, less money, and they can go probably go spend on a left fielder or a first baseman that way. Bell, it would probably be what I've seen. It's like three years, 40 million. I don't want to pay that to Josh Bell, to be honest. It feels like it's usually a hot season or a cold season. 
And those cold, you don't want to have a cold season next year. Um, any other things I wanted to talk about, just notes wise? There's plenty to talk about with the chat, and I'm sure you guys have had great stuff that I can also talk about. But I just wanted to see if there's anything else. No, I, th I think we covered a lot there. Um, no qualifying. Here's one thing I wanted to hit on. No qualifying offer for Taiwan Walker. That was of note. Um, so if the Padres want to go sign him to be a starter, they're going to have to pay. You know, um, but or Taipei, if you want to go by Boris's jokes, like you did yesterday. Uh, but if they want to go after him, they don't have to give the Mets a, mil a million dollars in bonus pool money. They don't have to give up a couple draft picks. So maybe they do that. Bassett, I don't see coming with the qualifying offer that the Mets offered. Uh, DeGrom, I don't see coming. But again, it's fun to fantasize about. Any of these guys that had qualifying offers, I don't see them coming. Um, I don't think it's worth it, I think, for the Padres. I think they can go elsewhere and not have to give up the $1 million in international bonus pool money and give up the two draft picks, which we know Preller loves to have those draft picks, right? He, he really loves those. So Judge, obviously no. Turner, no. Xander, no. DeGrom, probably not. Long shot. Swanson, no. Rodon, I don't think so. Nimmo, no. Contreras, no. Bassett, no. Rizzo, this is probably one that they think about, but if they can get a Brayu, I think they go get a Brayu. Um, Tyler Anderson, no. Martin Perez, no. Jock Peterson, definitely not now um, with the qualifying offer attached. I was surprised he got that. Uh, and Evaldi, no. I mean, injuries, I'm surprised the Red Sox offered that. I mean, they're, they, I think Evaldi takes that. And I think Jock would be smart to take that qualifying offer, to be honest. Martin Perez might think about that. Or maybe he gets $20 million a year. I don't know. There were some interesting qualifying offers there. All right, let's get to the chat here. And obviously, if there's any breaking news, I will bring that up. Uh, but great day to be a Padre fan right now. Suarez, Hayter, and Garcia for 2023 locked in. Let's go. I'm behind in the chat here, so I apologize. Uh, Big Iron Bum says Padres can afford to lose Johnson, Stammen, and Hill. Well, Hill's not a free agent. He's on the team. So Tim Hill's another guy that they're going to have. It, it's shaping up to be a, a good bullpen, a really, really good bullpen. I mean, there's stuff, there's spots they have to fill there. If, you know, Johnson doesn't come back. Stammen's not going to come back. But bringing, it, bringing back Suarez, that was the big piece. I didn't think it was going to happen, but Seidler, Preller said, F it, let's go. To be honest, an uh, uh, AAV under ten million dollars a year, it's not that bad. When I do think about it, like I say, they said F it. Did they? I mean, maybe the, I think they said F it in terms of like the years. I would have. Uh, I don't like giving relievers more than three years. But less than ten million a year for Suarez, based on the way he pitched this past season and what we think he's going to be in twenty twenty three. That's not an overpay. I like that. I was saying here a couple days ago, 
if it's 15 million a year, I'm not giving that to Suarez. They got him for less than $10 million a year. Like that is a bargain. I think if you're the Padres, that's a bargain. I think. Um, Alex, thank you so much for the super chat. If anyone wants to make sure that I get to your comment, make sure I get to your question, put that super chat in there with your comment, with your question, and I will get to it. I appreciate you guys for being here. Robert Suarez is back with the Padres first day of free agency. Alex says, I doubt the Padres stay at 233 million, uh, tax nine for Suarez and probably 10 for Martinez will be up them at 19 they won't get another guy for six million oh i see what you're saying so spores martinez adds up to 19 six million dollars yeah i agree i think they're going to spend more than 25 million dollars what ac was saying or maybe preller gets super creative and he spends with martinez and spores and then go trades for the rest he could do that um but you think the power bat at like first, he's going to go through free agency there. But like Seth Brown stands out. He hit 25 home runs last year for the A's, but you probably have to give up a good amount for him, you know? Uh, but yeah, I agree. I don't think that I agree in terms of like years for Martinez too, or not years, but uh, what you said about 10 million a year for Martinez. I agree. It'll probably be somewhere around there because it's going to be starting pitching money. Um, yeah, I think it would take more than $6 million to fill bench left field. If that's what they want to do, fill left field and more bullpen first base DH. Yeah. Like it's going to, you're going to need some more money than that. And why wouldn't you go over the luxury tax? To be honest, like you're going all for it right now. Who cares about the draft picks and stuff? Like, I know I just said that Preller cares about him, and so I don't think they're going to go after the qualifying offer guys. But I'm talking about if there's someone available and you can go get them without giving up your qualifying offer stuff this year, like the draft picks and stuff, you're going for it this year. You can pay that stuff down the road. You know, Go for it. Go for it. That's a, I mean, I don't know if that's a life lesson. Um, I think in some aspects, for me, that's a life lesson. Go for it. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to um, come up short. If you go for it and you come up short, the Padres can be like, oh, we tried. We went for it. I'm proud that we went for it. Sidler's the guy, Sidler's the guy where I feel like that's what his attitude would be. Like, he was clearly pissed off about how the season ended, and He's showing that at least the first day here in free agency, bringing back Suarez like this. Oh, I did not know this, Justin. Justin says, I guess Senga played on the same team as Suarez and Martinez. Interesting. Who knows if that's going to be an advantage. And he looks up to Darvish, so. he He's a fit. Senga is a fit for the Padres. I just know that he's a fit for a lot of other teams, too. Chad asks, what do you think Morahone's role is going to be coming into next season? Probably like sixth inning guy. Uh, probably the same role that he had at the end of last year. I don't think it's smart to expect him to be like the fifth starter or something like that. 
probably fill Nick Martinez's role, be a long man. Um, yeah, that's what I think. He hasn't thrown more than 40 innings in his career, so you can't count on him to give you a bunch of innings. You just hope that he can stay healthy, really. It's kind of like Pomerantz. Eric says, sign Martinez, Senga, and some back-end arm who could switch to reliever if they don't work out as a starter. Yeah. Um, Martinez, I think, will be here. Senga, I don't know. Given this money to Suarez, I don't know if they will with Senga. Uh, but yeah, back-end, like Trevor Williams, I mentioned him earlier about the Padres having interest in him. He could work as a back-end arm. Maybe as a Maybe that's a minor league invite type guy, but yeah, he could work, I think. Joe Musgrove just tweeted about the Robert Suarez thing. Back like he never left. Two 100 emojis. Love it. Uh, getting back to the chat here. Soto and Judge, yeah, Chad, we're dreaming about that. I, I, that's that's more of a long shot than Soto and Degrom being on the same team is. I think. Yes, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that too, Buck. Smash the like button, share, subscribe. I appreciate all of you guys being here. Daily Padres content. No one else has been doing daily Padres content um, since the season ended. I mean, I, I've been doing daily Padres reviews. I finished those. Daily Padres content. Something every day based on news, rumors, whatever. Go-to spot here for Padres content. I encourage you to subscribe and turn on the notifications. So you don't miss when I'm going live. So you can be here in here with me reacting to news like this. Uh, and you can be the first to watch videos when they come out as well. LA Sucker says I'm banging on the table for Judge on the Padres. Well, it's not happening. Uh, I don't want to keep talking about that. I'd rather talk about DeGrom Padres than Judge because Judge... It, he literally is not a fit for the Padres. Like, they have a gold glove center fielder. They're not spending a bunch of money on Judge, a guy that just hit 62 home runs last year, and they're trying to extend Juan Soto. Like, he's not a fit here. It's probably going to be, you would think, probably between the Giants and the Yankees. Maybe the Rangers want to get in there with money, but uh, I think it's... Yankees and Giants for Judge. Yeah, Chad asks, how did Bell win a Silver Slugger? I think it's probably because of the start that he had to his season because he was hitting over 300 with the Nationals, right? I think he won it as a DH, which there's not a lot of strong NLDH candidates because they probably didn't have, you know, enough games played as the DH. You know, first base, it's Goldie, obviously. Third base, it's Nolan. Uh, Manny's at third. Drury was in the utility spot. So, Bell, yeah, he slumped with the Padres, but 
he probably won because of how great he was at the Nationals, and there just weren't a bunch of options. Like I don't even, I can't even name a bunch of options out of off my head. And I follow every team, like DH options that would be at Silver Sluggers. Like the Dodgers, they don't really have, they didn't have a like a big DH every day, did they? It was Muncy sometimes. It was Gallo sometimes at the end when he was traded there. Bellinger maybe sometimes, but he was in center as well. Like they rotate guys in the DH spot. Same as the Padres. Um, so that's probably how. Brady says uh, Suarez was huge. Can't believe we got him for five years. Massive move, especially when Hayter leaves. Yeah, that's that's that was a big part of the Padres' thinking. Hayter's probably going to get Edwin Diaz money from some team who is desperate after 2023 to go get a closer. We can get Suarez for under $10 million a year. Let's go do that. He wants to be here. Let's go do that. We have a closer for 2024, 2025, and we'll see about the opt-out. And there you go. Um, yeah, they guaranteed to have a closer for the next three years. So, yeah, I agree. Suarez, this move was huge. It was huge for this year, too. I want to emphasize that. I mean, what he did this past season in the high-leverage situations, the Padres would not have gotten as far as they did without Robert Suarez. And so he should play a big part in the Padres' success in 2023 as well. Hopefully him and Hayter stay healthy and they're consistently you know, dominating. That's obviously the best-case scenario. Good point by uh, Choint. What's a Choint? Good point by uh, Chad here. Says Suarez being 31 doesn't uh, doesn't have the mileage on his arm of an average 31 year old. Don't let his age deceive you. Yeah. Um, Jim Russell, when I had him on, he was talking about, oh, this wasn't about like the contract, a potential deal. This was about the hater Suarez decision against Harper in Game Five of the NLCS. He tried to bring up, oh, the the experience. Suarez was a rookie and I'm like it's not about the experience he's I didn't bring up the mileage thing but it's about who's pitching the best at that time Suarez is one of the best relievers he's pitching as one of the best relievers in baseball right now that's what matters for Peter Scyther for AJ Preller they're they're worried about what he's going to do with Juan Soto guaranteed as a Padre probably right and they knew that they were going to have to give him those extra years and Suarez probably wanted the opt-out, so they gave it to him. They're trying to win this year, next year. I mean, they're trying to win after that as well, but this is the time right here. Manny, don't know what's going to happen to him with the opt-out after this season. Uh, and you have Soto for the next two years. You have Suarez for, or, yeah, you have Suarez, but you have Hater. That's what I meant to say. You have Hater for 2023. You have Darvish and Snell, only guaranteed 2023. Go do it right now. He wasn't going to sign a one-year deal. It was going to be longer, and they gave it to him. But, yeah, I agree with your point. Don't let his age deceive you. Uh, I don't know how many innings he threw. I don't have that in front of me, like, um, in Japan. But he doesn't have, like, the Josh Hader mileage on his arm or, like, the Andrew Miller mileage when he was with Cleveland throwing all those innings there. Uh, and then he didn't really perform amazing with the Cardinals, right, with that contract he got. Um, so yeah, 
Uh, that's a good point. I agree. Uh, he's definitely in his prime. I don't think this was a, a one-year thing or anything like that. Eric says, Brandon Nemo on my wish list, but with the qualifying offer, probably not a chance. Even without the qualifying offer, he was probably going to get like $80 million, or that's what's probably going to happen. I've heard the Rockies really want him. The Mets want him. Um, and they have Grishin Center. Like Nimmo and Soto at the top would be a pain for every pitching staff. But I just, that's not their most pressing need. And he's not a big power guy. Like they want power in that. If they're going to go out in free agency, they want power, I think. Yeah, Gil says David Robertson. That's a possibility for a bullpen arm. They probably have to pay for him, though, so I don't think that's going to happen. But, yeah, that's another arm that's out there. Oh, uh, here we go. Here's another guy in Fantasyland, Alexis. We should get Otani. The GM has already said that uh, they're not trading him this offseason. He could change. The Nats GM said that they weren't going to trade Soto, and what happened? They ended up trading Soto. But the Padres don't have that Soto package to give to the Angels. So, no, they're not getting Otani. Let's just stop talking about that. Yeah, good point here by Irie. Bob Melvin loves Chris Bassett. That's his boy. But he does have the qualifying offer. The Padres can go get other back-end starters and not have to give up two draft picks and a million dollars in international bonus pool money. So I personally don't see him coming because the Mets gave him that qualifying offer. And even without it, like they'd have to give him probably three years. How much money? I don't know. Is it 20 million a year maybe for him? So $60 million for him. I don't know if they'd want to do that. I think they want to extend Darvish. Eric says, out of all the Padres people, your takes are by far the best. Thank you. Um, I'm just a diehard Padre fan. I don't have really much to add to that, but I appreciate it. Diehard Padres fan. I love listening to other Padres fans' thoughts. I love interacting with you guys on social media and obviously in the chat here with your guys' thoughts on what might happen. Um, I'm a little behind in the chat here, but I'll obviously keep going here. I'm Keep t checking Twitter to make sure that there's nothing that I'm missing. Bonzo says, how about going for Verlander? No, I, I don't see that happening either. You're, you're going to have to give him a one-year deal, maybe. Uh, one-year deal for like 30-plus million dollars. The guy's going to win a Cy Young this year. They're not giving him that much for one year. You might have to give him multiple years. The Astros might give him multiple years. He's healthy. He wants to keep pitching. So I don't think that's an option. Kenji asks, do you think Pomerantz will pitch next season? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much. We'll have to see. That's a wait and see. I'm not going to rely on him. I think that's also why they brought Suarez back again to make sure he's here for 2023 so that they can rely on him to be a high leverage guy. Cause you can't rely on Pomerantz to be a high leverage guy. He has not proven to be one for the Padres consistently throughout the year. Cause he hasn't been able to stay healthy. 
Ari says, I think Soto didn't want to sign that big contract with the Nationals for one reason. He doesn't want to spend that long time in D.C. San Diego is where it's at. I agree with that about San Diego. I think he just he didn't want to be there because, well, the Nationals didn't give him $500 million. They were rebuilding. He wants to be on a contender in his prime. And he's on a contender now with the Padres. And he didn't know about the new ownership. It seems like he likes the Padres ownership, likes Preller, what they're doing here. Obviously trying to contend and going for it. Uh, and that is different from what was happening with the Nationals. I'm, I'm sure he loved his time there, loves the fans there. Um, he's grateful for, you know, David Martinez, their manager, and for, you know, winning a World Series there. He's always going to remember that and love that. But he, he did not want to waste his prime in Washington, D.C. while they're developing young guys and having the Mets and Braves and Phillies go in there and smash them all the time. You know, David says, dude, I see your passion on that video you posted where we beat the Dodgers. That was badass. Yeah, my mom was recording that. I didn't know she was going to, but that that wasn't fake. That was my authentic reaction at Petco when the Padres closed it out, when Hayter closed it out in game four to beat the Dodgers in the NLDS and slay the Dragon. Um, so if you want to go watch that, probably just go on the YouTube channel and look up like shorts or something, and you'll see my face, and you'll probably quickly see what video David's talking about. But yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a real Padres fan. I've been through, I mean, I can't say it all because there's probably people like my parents who um, have been through more losing seasons just because they've been alive more. But yeah, I, I've, I'm not someone that just hopped on here, um, hopped on a bandwagon, you know, like I was there two and a half hours before games in 2017 and 2018. Um, you know, and getting Carlos Oswai's autograph and being really excited about it, um, and going to like Kids Fest, uh, and it was part of the park back then, and getting like Ian Kennedy and Corey Spangenberg's autographs. Like, I am a fan of this team. I I don't get paid to, um, do all the Twitter stuff, right? Uh, I get paid on YouTube from the super chats, but I mean. I do this because it's a real just passion of mine talking about the team. So I, I appreciate that kind of uh, the comment, David. Kirsten, yeah, here's another couple names. Noah Syndergaard, uh, Jamison Tyone. Tyone, was he offered? No, he was not offered the club option or the uh, qualifying offer. Interesting. So, yeah, he's definitely an option. Uh, the Yankees probably have interest in bringing him back, though. Cindergaard, I think you'd be taking a flyer on him. That's a one-year deal, I would think, probably with like a club option, or maybe a player option if it if that's what it has to be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in both of those guys. Those are two really interesting names. I'm very interested in Noah Cindergaard. I know the velocity's not there, but him being on a winning team and just the name for some reason, like I'd be interested in him being a five starter or being a swing man in the bullpen and maybe him developing into a starter at some point. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, that name 
Syndergaard really does intrigue me. I'm sure he'll have interest. I'm not going to give him like 20 million a year like the freaking Angels did the other day or the other year. Uh, what was that last year? They gave him like 20 million dollars. I'm not doing that. But on a one-year deal, uh, a one-year prove-it deal, I, I'd be open to that. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, Gabe says, yeah, why would it, he's talking about Soto here. Why would a 23-year-old want to spend the next 15 years in D.C.? San Diego is definitely a better place for him. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, because I'm a Padres fan. But, yeah, I mean, I wasn't even talking about a better place like to live. I'm not talking about Mexican food or anything like this in the chat. I'm just talking about the winning. Like, Soto, he does not want to waste his years in Washington. Like, Mike Rizzo can tell the media at these GM meetings that they're trying to be competitive and no one wants to lose, but they're not trying to win, right? Um, they're trying to develop guys, and that's fine. They won a World Series. Like, if we won a World Series and then we have to tear it all down, okay, we won a freaking World Series, but we haven't done that yet. We're going for it, and Soto wants to be on a team that is going for it and is trying to win, and the Padres are that, and hopefully the Padres continue to be that for a long time. Um, and those extension talks will take place at some point this offseason. I don't think an extension gets done. I don't think an extension gets done during next season. Maybe the offseason in 2000, what would that be, 2024 offseason? So 2023, 2024 offseason. Um, but Preller, Seidler, they're going to have that conversation. They're trying to win. Like They're spending money. You can't take it with you. Go for it. Go for it. You know? All right. This has been a very, very fun episode. Hour and a half here, pretty much. Uh, ben Fadden here with you. Thank you so much. Everyone in the chat, everyone here that was celebrating this Robert Suarez signing, what a surprise. Was not expected to be sitting here today talking about the Padres having Robert Suarez for potentially the next five years, but they got it done. Seems like there's progress on a Nick Martinez deal. Uh, the Padres are kicking around a lot of different possibilities. Like DeGrom, I think that's not a big possibility. I think that's a dream, but kicking that around, kicking around Tatis at second, there's going to be plenty more to talk about in the coming days. And so I'll be back with you tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in here. Episode 276 of the Talking Ferraris podcast and YouTube show has come to an end, and I'll see you guys later. Go Padres!